uh, you know, I'm not here to learn any lessons. Yeah, no, I'm not a child. I'm evaluating this solely as does this work as adult entertainment for me? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. Folks, it's as you know, the podcast that's dedicated to the first and last episodes of television shows. We're cutting out everything in between because we have been cursed to cover every television show. And that's why for, I think, the first time we're here bringing you children's entertainment, edutainment, a thing that we have not covered yet, and a thing that I think we will talk more about than the contents of this episode of television. Joining me, as always, Four Eyes himself, Matt Ciani. <laughs> Yeah, four eyes for life. Hello. And currently washing all of the dirt off of his face so that he's ready for picture day, it's Stephen Doughton. This week we covered the edutainment show, Arthur, for kids as adults. <laughs> and uh, I'd like to know <laughs> why it was chosen. <laughs> yeah, for children ages four to eight Yeah, is what it says here. Uh, yeah, it was uh, developed by Kathy Waugh, sit in the fictional U.S. city of Elwood City and revolves around the lives of Arthur Reed, an anthropomorphic aardvark. Unfortunately for Travis, he's not here this week to complain <laughs> about how nobody looks like the proper animal. I yeah. really feel bad for that. I mean, they, they was, touch on that themselves in the finale. I mean, there's a part where he talks about dinosaurs, and I was like, damn, Travis, if only <laughs> you could be here and talk about dinosaurs for 10 minutes. I love that Travis has his special interests. And that it's the, sp the interests of a child. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Candy and dinosaurs. He likes his strong sportsmen and his big, cool dinosaurs. I really <laughs> thought you were going to try and make the dinosaurs also homoerotic. No, it's not homoerotic. It's just hero worship, you know? Okay, yeah, you, well, like you said the, the, the like strong sportsmen. Strong yeah, when you're, some little boys love big, strong men, and it has nothing to do with sex, okay? But sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. The reason I picked Arthur is simple. Uh, I panicked, and uh, <laughs> I remembered that Arthur is a show that ran for 25 seasons that ended very recently. And sometimes yeah. it's nice to be like, ah, oh, this show ended super recently. And like when we're talking about the finale, like Twitter was talking about it recently or yeah. whatever. Um, recently, Twitter was talking about what a dirtbag Arthur turned into. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he really does seem like, I don't know, Pete Wentz adjacent in some ways. Um, Which one's Pete Wentz? I'm not saying Pete Wentz is a dirtbag. I was going to say no to dirtbag Pete Wentz. He might be. I don't know. Um, but you know, it, was, it ran for 25 seasons. Everyone in the fucking world knows what Arthur is. I asked a bunch of Irish people if they watched Arthur as a kid, and they said yes. Like, huh. I didn't know it aired here. I mean, who knows? Like, it doesn't... You, it's, hard to, it's hard to know uh, what aired here and what didn't. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. But, uh, yeah, this did. It's... Uh, people watched it. Everyone, everyone either watched Arthur as a kid a lot, or watched Arthur as a kid like once <laughs> or twice. You know, like yeah. like you're in one of those two buckets. I, I think. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say I think I'm in a third category. Person who only watched a little bit of Arthur, but read a number of the books. Really, huh. Arthur's Arthur. Ar mm. yeah. Arthur's author. Who? Yes. Woo Mark Brown. Uh, Mark Brown. Um, oh, for the record, I, I also uh, read a bunch of the books, um, but I, yeah. I watched a ton of this show, too. Yeah, it just wasn't good. something that was like a major thing that I, I watched. Um, Who was your I, fave, Matt? I don't remember. No idea. Uh, you have no emotional connection to any of these characters? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, I don't know what your emotional connection to music <laughs> is. But um, when the theme song hit, I was like, "Oh, this is this is a jam." It's it's a jam in 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 a lot of senses, in that it's very much reggae. It yeah, is. I mean, it's I, Ziggy I, I Marley. I was like, surprised how much it was reggae, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Ziggy Marley. Cool." <laughs> uh, I, it was wild how much I didn't even know the theme song, other than like catching the like basic vibe of it and recognizing that it was the Arthur theme. But like Jill knew all the words to it. She watched the show just as much, like, uh, or more than I did. But, like, 
I watched this show like every day. It was like known to be my favorite show by my family members. Huh. And I I just had I don't have it anymore. Like I, I truly it left my brain. Huh. And it was replaced with all kinds of facts about different kinds of uh instruments and <laughs> zoogs and zoogs. 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 Right. zoogs. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, Matt's got it. Matt's got. Hey, look, check out the synth I bought. Wait a minute, that doesn't say Moog. That says Zoog. Is it? A, oh. Is it a? Isn't Zoog like a Middle Eastern dressing? Yes. Maybe like uh. meat based. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, uh, yeah. I do Z-H. know something about those too. I guess. Um. Yeah, yeah, Moogs and Zoogs. That's that's how I. It's like, okay, what's this guy about? He's about Moog and Zoog. Yeah, the big two. And bazookies. Yeah, I should tune that up. So well, I got a learnedly question a couple weeks ago because of you, because, uh, for that reason. So thanks again for your uh, Decemberist phase. The thing is about Arthur. It's a very different show than we've covered here before. Because yes, we watched a quote-unquote kids show in Johnny Bravo, but like. What kid was that for? Right. As opposed to this show, which is for kids for real. Yeah. And that it's it's written, the pacing is extremely slow. The conflicts are extremely kid-based. Yeah. Um, There's a word from kids in the middle of the episodes. I thought that part was nice. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's for kids. Great to hear from the kids if you're a kid. Uh, You'll notice, yeah, (laughs) in contrast to the Johnny Bravo episode, we are not all yelling who is this for <laughs> we are yeah we, we are, are who this is for. acutely aware it's for children <laughs> very clearly kids kids would probably like this it worked really well it on seems me nice when it comes time to like recap the plot i don't know how we can make that last longer than 10 minutes i'm just Look, gonna be like guys if we release a 40 minute episode of as you know who's gonna complain I, that's true one person It'll be one of our friends. I needed more content for my drive. Damn, that episode was only 45 minutes. I was driving around the suburbs for two hours. It was like, sweet, I'll, I'll catch up on As You Know. Sorry, Alex and, and Travis, because you'll be listening to this one together while setting As a, up the house or something. I like to imagine that they're unpacking right now. They're just playing this. Aww. They're listening to us. Imagine us. Imagine the three of us surrounding you with a really lovely hug, a very, very off-brand. But hug. refusing to help move a single. Oh hug. no 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 no! We are there in spirit, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. I, you know what? I helped move the couch in just so that I'd have somewhere to sit, and then immediately sat. <laughs> the stopped. actual worst thing a person could do. Uh, yeah. Also, well, like, I, oh, I, I helped put stuff sit. in the pod, so I don't have to do anything after that. I think I've already gone above and beyond. Uh. The thing I wanted to say briefly is that Mark Brown, the creator of Arthur's books, the illustrator, um, and and also the creator of the series as well, he grew up in Erie, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. uh, and that and Boston are the major influences of, like, the fictional city of Elwood City, Mm -hmm. but um, he did study graphic design at the Cleveland Institute of Art. I mean, yeah, just, you know, yeah, of course, it's just, (laughs) you got to get it somehow. Yeah, uh, you got to find a way to get it in there. Yeah, and then he worked at a publishing company, I, I think. Um, he also, well, you know, he was a truck driver, a short order cook, a TV art director, briefly a college professor, except the college went bankrupt after one semester. <laughs> so my guy's lived a life. Shit, yeah. Uh, sounds interesting. Yeah, and, uh, and then he made um, just a ton, a ton of books, uh, you know. And uh, that led to the television series. He was at first hesitant to do it, but ultimately was like, oh, you know what? This is going to be a good way to encourage children to read. Yeah, that's that's what I don't know. How's the PBS money when your shit gets turned into a TV show? Jesus Christ. Probably not that high. But I feel like the I feel like the number of books sold. And I bet there's Arthur merch. I bet that's, you know, I had Arthur merch. Yeah, I, I like to imagine Mark Brown just walking around dressing like knockoff um, Mr. Rogers in his day-to-day life, like when he's out in public and then getting home in like full like Rick Ross, like shirt off, covered in tattoos, <laughs> just going like, you know, because <gasps> he's rich as hell. Yeah. And do you guys remember when those signature glasses were just like everywhere for a year? 
It's like every kid had to wear the Arthur glasses. Oh, man. And then it was weird, too, because some kids then also had, like, the futuristic Arthur glasses, and you were like, damn, I want Uh those ones. But that was just, like, those were even more expensive, even though they were only in the television show for, like, a second. I know. But they had a really, really lasting mark on... Real talk, though, I like that they were, like, Arthur put on those sunglasses and was like, look at me, I'm a space... I'm like, and I'm an alien in space or whatever. And then actually what he looked like was like a kid pretending to be an 80s baseball star. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, just th- like that's a what... super, or just like a super obnoxious rich guy who's never had to learn what actually is cool because of the fact that he's had money his whole life. <sighs> yeah. God, I wish that was me. Yeah, sounds nice. Yeah, as opposed to Ian, who's the most versed in what is actually cool out of anyone I've ever met. Well, that was, as you know, a podcast. Is <laughs> <laughs> We're done with the podcast now. It's all yeah. been a ploy. I'll actually, I just need Travis to... Uh, these are the things that happens when Travis isn't on, because if yeah. you had said that when Travis was on, you would just have heard like him cackle and then say mean things. This podcast is so much more positive when he's not here. That's true. He's mean. He's mean. It is a bit, it is a bit uh, sleepy. This podcast is a bit sleepy. Well, it's because we don't have anything wild to say about Arthur the Aardvark. Yeah, that is true. We can't be like this person went on to become this. Here's I didn't a recognize fact about. Yeah, I don't recognize. This is like last. uncharted territory, in in many ways. Like uh, one of the normal things that we always talk about that we like spend a long time on for the pod is like I don't know culturally what did this show mean? <laughs> I don't know the the main cultural export of Arthur that I can think of off the top of my head in my adult life is Chance the Rapper for some reason like associating Covering himself it, yeah. with that shit and he yeah he covered God, the he covered the intro such a fucking, why did anybody like him what were we thinking the most infantilizing it was 2016 it was a different time we were we all didn't baby know. and we we needed help yeah we we didn't know Chance the Rapper and Hamilton are a lot of like because they make sense as the vestiges of the Obama administration. Yeah. And the the, le- the dying days of the like yes we can yeah. sort yeah, of American ideology. Optimism. Yeah. And they are they are like the pure absolute distillations of those things. Yeah. We were all and in, in both the ways I think at that point. I, I in both ways I think they do stand as great examples of what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> and now oh, we know yeah. we were wrong. Right. Yeah, it is interesting to know that hope is a mistake. <laughs> hope isn't a mistake. You just um, don't believe it in your institutions. Yeah. Hope is a yeah. dangerous thing for a man like me to have, but I have it, to paraphrase Lana Del Rey. <laughs> Could you imagine Lana doing the, the, the Arthur theme? That's what we deserve now. Just Every doing like a really racist... down the street... I did have yeah. a moment where I was like, I don't know if this is like before I knew the theme song was Ziggy Marley. I was like just so conditioned by when you hear a reggae song in popular culture. I'm just like so used to looking it up and then finding a guy who looks like Pat Boone was the person who sang it. <laughs> and I was really, really pleasantly surprised to hear that this was not that case. Yeah. You, you seeing the the Black Panther two trailer that opens with no woman no cry and being like which white guy covered this? <sighs> Who was it? No, uh, I actually don't know. I, it wasn't. It was a a black artist, but it was just the thing of like, you know, it opens it opens with no woman no cry, and then they get to the line about um, what the the fucking line where it says like all right in it, mm-hmm. and then like they segue throughout the rest of the trailer into Kendrick Lamar's uh, all right. Oh, cool. I uh, I just thought of a really cursed cover of that song, um, where it okay. says the title of the song, and then like it does like a Lumineers style. Hey, <laughs> I wish I could speak Japanese in this moment and just like drop my voice and sound like a yakuza villain. Jesus Christ, that is cursed. I hate cursed. that. Oh. oh. Somebody really, somebody really loved it more than I hate it. And, you know, do you know who, um, this is a wild sentence. Okay. Um, (laughs) so there, there are only two, uh, guest stars that appeared more than once on Arthur. Uh, one of them 
was Joan Rivers, who played Francine's maternal grandmother a number of times. Okay, yeah, love it. The other, all episodes featuring this character were pulled, Uh-oh. and The Great McGrady was later remade with a character, Uncle Slam, replacing him. Uncle Would you Slam. like to guess who this is? Uncle Slam. Uh, Bill Cosby is my guess. No. Not that canceled. Okay. Not Who's not that? The guy Johnny from Pinegrove? <laughs> what the, whatever happened with that situation? Oh, my God. That was my favorite self-canceling. That was so good. I had sex with some people who probably only had sex with me because I am the lead singer of a band. <laughs> Therefore... <laughs> I am I so terribly sorry. <laughs> okay, so who who's not canceled who they had to pull the episodes from? Lance Armstrong. <laughs> oh. Wow. Wow. He helped okay. Francine deal with cancer. Well, uh, he yeah, appeared in three episodes. He did have cancer. He What's, had cancer. What? I don't understand why we no. canceled Lance Armstrong. In a, it's because he lied about doping. That's, if he had just been honest. Yeah, if he had just been like, yeah, I'm fucking doing it, dude. I'm doing it in cool. a sport where I'm everyone does it. I'm on this bike. You have no idea how great it feels to go this fast. I cannot stress this enough. Everyone does it. Yes. The reason why there was that yeah, fucking. Yeah, he should have brought everybody down with him. Yeah, there was the sports. Fuck the fake you all um, this the, fucking betrayal. That sports mockumentary um, tour de pharmacy that just was like Andy Samberg and Jon Snow and other and like John Cena, where it's all just like, oh, we're going to do like a mock version of, you know, like a tour de France sports documentary. And it's mostly just about how many drugs they're on. There's one scene where it's just Nathan Fielder listing a bunch of drugs that was found in the system of a car- or like, it's just like, yeah, we found this. It's, um, it's an ape hormone and just going on and on. You're just like, yeah, that's what the Tour de France is. Yeah. Anyone who, che- anyone who was doping doing that didn't cheat. Just like anyone who took steroids in the 90s was totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. It is interesting. Like, it's the same sort of thing where you realize now, now that you're out of like the cycle of like ever watching the news like our parents did and, and we did by proxy as children mm-hmm. of being like, Oh my God, however many drugs this man was taking, he's so good at bicycling. Like he, like yeah. he doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter how many drugs he was taking. He was so Barry good Bonds at it. He was learn, so good at it. Barry Bonds didn't learn how to hit a baseball because of steroids. He just was able to hit it harder, but he, yeah, and that's cool. Amazing gift. <laughs> His amazing gift for hitting the ball was known. Like he knew how to do that. He learned that it was a talent. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, he's that stupid. Baseball profited on steroids until they determined that they couldn't anymore, and then they turned around and were like, what? I'm astounded. It's the scene in Casablanca where they're just like, I'm shocked that to learn there's gambling here. And then someone comes over and is like, you're winning, sir? <laughs> like, mm. that was baseball. Anyways, other guest stars on Arthur that seem Henry like Rollins. it rocks. You got Fred Rogers, Art Garfunkel, Yo-Yo Ma. Oh, this is definitely is a PBS so show. Yeah. Alex Trebek, Michelle Kwan. This oh is PBS. <laughs> Backstreet Boys, Larry okay. King, yeah. Click and Clack from Car Talk. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because they were like, well, if you're a PBS kid, you have an NPR parent, yeah, and they're yeah. going to love hearing Car Talk. Yeah. Architect Frank Geary. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Johnny Damon and Edgar Renteria. <laughs> hey. This is also where I learned that... Some people that, who probably did some steroids. Yeah. This is where I learned that Johnny Damon's Wikipedia page is from his brief tenure playing for Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Huh. That did happen. That was his, fun. Yeah, his one year uh, where he didn't even make it past, uh, like, August, I think. Oh, who am I thinking of? There was a slugger who played for the Indians for a year and had like a pretty good year. And every time he, they, had uh, you're thinking party of, at, uh, G- uh, Giambi. I'm thinking of Jason Giambi because Jason wow. Giambi is the one that yeah, hits I that. remember that. <laughs> He's I the one that hits the walk off home run where, um, uh, Tom Hamilton's like, so it's weird. Mardi Gras in September. Uh, and that <laughs> yeah. was like the year where they had to win 10 straight to make it into the playoffs. And they did. Yeah. And they did. Yeah, and yeah, rocked yeah, yeah. baseball yeah. rules. Um, celebrity chef Ming Tsai. Matt Damon as himself. <laughs> Every Damon. Uh, Neil Gaiman. 
Alan yeah, coming in what was probably a scary it. episode. <laughs> uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. As himself. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually an episode about struggling with drug addiction. I'm sorry, Philip. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. As are his, you sh- are no, you I made that up. That's sh- a lie. That's a lie. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like, that's pretty eight-year-olds. <laughs> well, like, okay, but but sometimes it's, like, tangential. Like, like you know, yeah. I'd be like, oh, gosh, uh, DW can't stop eating candy. And right. it's just, like, lying to everyone to eat more candy. Right. And, like, it's finding candy and hiding it and telling everyone she isn't eating candy anymore. Yeah. And but, then they reveal you know, that she's actually using crystal meth. And fiending for candy the way you do yep. when you're on crystal meth. You also right. had American okay. astronaut Michael Finke, Adina Menzel, Jane Lynch, R.L. Stein, and Neil Gaiman in an uh, and um, More Neil Gaiman. More Neil Gaiman and John Lewis in an episode called Arthur Takes a Stand. Uh, oh. so uh, I I I was looking to spice things up because you know we were just talking about how we can't talk about the normal stuff so i typed in arthur controversies and there's a like i was hoping that maybe like i don't know the voice of francine went on to become a cult leader or something dude there know. have been so many voice actors for these characters fair enough um, anything is possible like they, they uh there's no um one actor who's played any of them the whole time through like some of the adults yeah, but of course, and some of the kids. It's but not like it's most not like of the a, uh, Pamela Adlon thing. Yeah, most of the kids um, like seem to be actually voiced by a children. Lady doing a weird voice. So there's really only one major controversy, other than like I was clicked through articles and some of it was like this actor doesn't think Arthur should be canceled. It's like okay, that's not a controversy. There was the episode that got that didn't get shown in Alabama because there was a gay marriage. Right, they made the rat gay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they made a gay rat. The gay um, rat wedding was like one of my favorite days on Twitter. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Just because everybody was really taking and running with the phrase "gay rat wedding." I mean, what? What? I mean, but what are kids supposed to make of that? You know, how are they gonna? How are they going to come to terms with gay rats? <laughs> it's gonna fuck them up forever. Yeah, they're gonna say, "Mom and Dad." I think I've just realized that I am a gay rat. I thought I thought marriage was between only one male rat and one female rat, and now I'm. You've been telling me my whole life that cis straight rats (laughs) were the only rats that got into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus. (laughs) How did the gay rat wedding happen? Like, was this like a J.K. Rowling thing where, like? Somebody on the show was like, uh, yeah, totally. He's gay now. Uh, Francine and uh, DW are in a polycule. Totally. I've actually intended that from the beginning. You know, I, I feel like there were signs, implications. I, don't, I haven't watched the show other than the episodes that we... Yeah, I feel like I feel like it wasn't like we're dropping hints. That I mean, I th- he might have gay. honestly had come out sometime before, and then they were like, "We're going to do a wedding." Oh. I don't know. All right, just curious. Regardless, I got to the real controversies that happened, which is bad episodes. Womp womp. So uh, I'm on Gundam Samurai Akira Art. Uh, I'm sorry. What are you on? I'm on. I'm on a. That's the name of the user on Deviant Art who made. Well, a, how'd you find my account? <laughs> um anyway yes people once again the worst episode in the entire series is owed to the worst of the show's main characters dw holly freaking luya little gif of a man smashing his head into a computer quite possibly the episode where dw is at her absolute worst or at least because she became a cop right this episode is a good summary of everything wrong with her as a character. As I said before, DW is condescending and selfish and notorious for being a self-elevating know-it-all. In this episode, Arthur notorious. refuses to take DW along to a science museum with the brain. Wait, Pinky's there too? Because he doesn't think that it's the place for someone her age. And after talking to the brain about random science... Matt... As the Arthur Watcher, can you tell me what the fuck's going on here? Uh, I have no idea. 
DW turns your entire yards. Is what was season four like? Uh, this is somebody. This oh, is just a comment somewhere. No, no, it's a it's a full list of the ten worst <laughs> Arthur episodes from what what site? DeviantArt. So this is just a comment. DeviantArt <laughs> basically just some just some person. Yeah, this is a, why it's Ian we? Benson's. It's Ian Benson. I'm taking. I'm, 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 I'm trying this back to now. create. I'm trying to create controversies. Look. I, you, I, I, see, I see now that you've admitted that you're manufacturing these. I want to get back to the. They put a blog post <laughs> on DeviantArt. Yeah, I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> like when you were like, yeah. "I'm at DeviantArt," and then you read the name, I was like, "Oh, the controversies is Stephen is going to describe us these horrific images he has found of Arthur fan art." But it's not that, and now I'm very confused. The worst part is hearing this little bitch utter those two words okay. every time she gets challenges on one of her phony theories. Prove it. Who wrote this? And when the boys can't do anything to make her case, she reasserts that she's correct and they are wrong. We found the one adult fan of yeah. Arthur. We found the one guy. You know that Arthur's definitely only for children because during lockdown, no person I know was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch for comfort. Yeah. Arthur. Like they were watching other cartoons, but not even like this was yeah. like, no. No one has references to moments. No. Like, the biggest lasting impact of Arthur, in my opinion, is, a, is the meme with the hand. Right. Yep. That's true. Which we did have to mention. Are there other we Arthur memes? We mentioned it in our last episode. Oh, okay. Uh, DW, I told you not to touch it. I hear that fairly often. I don't know if that's like an insular meme. I've never like, heard somebody say it. <laughs> uh, we should recap the episodes, right, at some point? Or do you have more for? Do you have more controversies you would like to generate? So yeah, piss off, DW. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so Arthur gets waken up in the middle of the night by DW, who's like, "We have a secret brother, and they must have sold him." Soul? This is in the pilot. Arthur's eyes. Um, yeah, this fucking bitch thinks that they had another brother because she's fucking stupid. Okay, I don't like this bit. <laughs> Uncomfortable with calling the cartoon child a fucking bitch. It's a little too... uh... Controversial. (laughs) (laughs) Is that that, that what you'd say? Uh, Yeah, anyway. I'm... So, yeah. I'm I'm adding some fire. I'm adding some... I'm adding some uh, spice to this episode, you know? We can't just be PC for the sake of our listener. We have to say our piece. He's just pushing the boundaries on the Arthur I'm just pushing the boundaries. And if you can't handle it... Then you need to take a look in your mirror and try to find your fucking penis because it's gone. <laughs> Think about that, Play, listener. Playing peekaboo with a dick. <laughs> Where'd it go? Where'd it go? This is this Where'd is Stephen Doughton from As You Know once again asking you what happened to your dick. What? This is Stephen Doughton of As You Know once again asking, "What's your dick like, homie? What are you into?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Arthur gets glass. It turned out that Arthur didn't used to have glasses, and then he gets glasses yep. so he can see. The eye doctor has a uh, sick eyeball globe that does not in any way show the geography of the earth and is instead just an eyeball. And it looks kind of uh, gnarly and cool, and I want one. I want it on my desk. Throughout this episode, there is Fender Rhodes soundtrack that. Uh, Dude, it's so good. It's really <laughs> extraordinary. And I'm glad to hear that they keep that going in the finale too. Uh, it, it's they maybe maybe there's some deep like one of the reasons why I like the sound of electric pianos so much is that it was familiar to me at a young age because I watched this show so much. I would believe that, but also they just sound great. They also just sound great. Yeah, they're very very pleasing sounds here. I hope that the way the Arthur soundtrack worked is they just would take it to a guy with a Fender Rhodes and would show him the unfi- show him the finished animated part, and then yeah. he would just vibe over it. And they were like, "All right, and we're done." How do we feel about the uh, the contrast of the animation styles in over these uh, these two episodes? Uh, this this first one had I didn't, like notice, a truly, it mu- I didn't like, notice it as much as some other ones. I feel like the second episode was so digital looking. It was so. Yeah, I yeah. That's normal, I, though, I hate it's how just more efficient to cartoons make. look. It's just cheaper. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like a South Korean animation studio for the finale. Yeah. Were you bullied this much when you first got glasses? <laughs> no, I wasn't the first to get glasses though. It it feels I don't know like a little antiquated in my mind. I don't remember. Maybe it's maybe there were maybe we were terrible to people with glasses. 
No, people were generally nice about it. The most, like, the most terrible I feel like we were to anyone with glasses was Travis. <laughs> yeah. Recently. That and that was because Travis before was like, I have 2020 perfect vision. Yeah. Or like, I have. I have 30-20. I see it 30 feet. What other thea 20? I have superhuman eyes. And then and he needed like, glasses like six months later. He burned too bright. He was seeing too well. Uh, I, I remember him opening up about that to another friend and that friend laughing at him when he yeah. was like, I'm being vulnerable here. <laughs> yeah. Too bad. Okay. Like, that's just it, Travis. You don't get to, <laughs> you don't get to like, you need to laugh yeah. at everyone who's vulnerable at you your entire life and then... <laughs> and then try to be vulnerable with somebody and have them not laugh at you. That's just how it works. Turnabout's Damn, play, coming, you know? coming out for Travis on this moment there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Every that's the only person I can think of. Uh, that's the only person I can think of where we uh, bullied. Also, um, uh, another friend when he got bad glasses. He got glasses and he got bad glasses. But I feel like mm. mostly we were focused on the chin strap he had at the same time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that one. I will Ooh. say, uh, I think what? part of the reason why glasses were fine is because it was at the Arthur. time that Beverly Hills by Weezer came out, and everybody oh, okay. really liked Rivers Cuomo at my school. So, like, people wanted to get glasses. Matt, Matt, I, I just want to add it. Everyone liked Rivers Cuomo, full stop. You didn't need that at the school. Yeah. Beverly Hills, tight of his power. In, in his current iteration, yes. After he di- after he and the rest of Weezer had died in a plane crash and been replaced by clo- Flash clones. Yes. yes, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I heard the new Weezer song, like you know, it's like a month or two old and just kind of. Oh, they're still finding stuff to posthumously release. Yeah, that's good. That's, I'm glad. I'm. It's really wild how yeah, much they found. You- they found the black hole EP or whatever the fuck that thing was called. <laughs> what what was what? it? Do you remember like they had a they yeah. had like the a black s- hole or something? Th- songs from the black hole. They had like a secret EP that was legendary. There's a whole record that got scrapped. List of unreleased Weezer songs is so long. Why on Wikipedia? Because Weezer has a big fandom. Um, the thing that I didn't like about this show, especially in the intro, was that all of the like it's like okay, we're trying to teach kids how to be nice. But most of the kids were very mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like it's like, okay, maybe it's about dealing with bullies. But, like, every kid was mean. And it was funny, too, because I thought Buster was being, like, a homie at one point And, like, oh, who cares? It doesn't matter that you have glasses. And then when, it, when the chips were down and he realized he could get a laugh in the lunchroom, yeah, he just joined right the fuck fucking in. fucking bitch. I want to yeah. apologize. Yeah, I want to apologize. I wasn't at Wikipedia. I was at Weezerpedia, but they have absolutely done a tremendous job cloning the exact layout, oh my God. color, text, everything of Wikipedia. As opposed to all the other times I go to a fandom Where website it's and it's very apparent. This yeah. looks exactly like we- Wikipedia. It's just the globe is the Weez- has the Weezer logo on it. <laughs> and like, if you're not paying attention, you're like, yeah, this is Wikipedia. <laughs> Wow. Huh. I Do wonder, they have articles about other stuff? I wonder how much stuff? of a choice that is and how lazy it is. Okay, let's let's find out. Huh, let's see. Uh, I'm at Rivers Quam. They don't... Like, do they have so articles like wic- about, like, I don't know, like, the Vietnam War or... Yeah, I was starting to click through. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like when you have a Wik- Wikipedia page. We have a Wikipedia page, but you also have a Wikipedia page. I mean, like, no, but you got pages on, like, Leaves Cuomo, right. Yogaville. Ooh. Buddy Holly has a page. Okay. No, it's the single... Damn it. But they're talking the about. Symbol. Wow. This is. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. It looks exactly like Wikipedia. This is very strange. I'm at the. No- I'm at the page for November 11th on Weezerpedia. <laughs> and it includes such things as Weezer performs in Lawrence, Kansas at the Granada in oh support God. of Pinkerton. I'm reading Rick Rubin's page on Weezerpedia. <laughs> I wish I wish I could like I wish I could have like the child like wonder of somebody who would be such a fan of anything to the degree that I would care that Daniel Brumel, the w- instrumentalist from Weezer, said parties are cool because there's so much less pressure. And after you play, you can go hang out and smoke cigarettes with the people instead of trying to sell them your album. Not that any of us smoke cigarettes. He was right to say that. Um... We don't smoke cigarettes. A different band member added. Yeah, I can't imagine the level you'd have to be on. So yeah, uh, they um, 
They all roast Arthur. Yeah, they they get his they ass. Put him on blast. Just like, I mean, it's hilarious. So much. They should do it's it. It's already more. hard. It, it's hard enough that he's like he's like fucking up his math test and shooting the basketball over the backboard and you know. Like he doesn't walk into the bathroom yet. I walked into the girls' bathroom yet, but he does later. Like, you know, he's he's already fucking everything up, and then everybody making fun of him too. You know, it's yeah, tough. pretty rough, but pretty funny for the rest of us. So, keep on keeping on. We need you. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to. We need you to like make this kid. W- Want to hide his face while he walks into his home yeah. for our entertainment. I enjoyed him trying I to like throw when away he, the glasses. That was yes. fun. I like when he threw the glasses away and they landed perfectly on his bed from outside. Oh, cool. I saw Weezer on this day in 2010. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's an on this day and it has like every Weezer every show they did. Like, concert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the turn in this episode is uh, Arthur sees some guy on TV wearing glasses and then he's like, yeah, people do that. Damn, that superhero wears glasses. Clark Kent wears glasses. I'm like Clark Kent. Yeah. And then he tells people that and uh, Francine, who's been a bitch to him this whole time, is like fucking bitch. Is then Somebody trying had to be to say cool it. by saying, did you know that Superman wears glasses? I'm actually really cool. And then Arthur gets the last laugh. That's the first episode. Yeah. And then we get a million years. Watch more of this. But we had to watch three more segments. And then the next one was picture day. Yeah. And it was a Francine focused episode with Muffy. Who's great. Muffy rocks. Best character. Muffy's I don't like think that will fashion, come as a surprise. Fashion lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The who I mean, later she runs for mayor. So Muffy is canceled, but not as canceled as DW who becomes a cop. Yeah. A cab includes DW. Always has. Always has. I mean, don't say that, bitch. (laughs) Don't. Just don't. (laughs) But yeah, so Francine, it's picture day. She gets a haircut. She gets a perm is what happens. She does, yes. Because Mafi is just like, you look terrible every photo day. Do you have any comments on the kids that were commenting? You mean like the in-between section with the children? Oh, yeah. Yeah, A word from kids section uh, happens in every Arthur episode where they just have some kids... Say the theme, say what you just learned in the last segment of Arthur, and it's it's like just twenty kids saying it's really good to be nice. Yeah, you should be nice. Something that I try to do is be nice. Do they? Um, no, it's the finale where they draw what they look like inside and outside. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah I, re- I was I was really like I can't remember what <laughs> what what they did in either one of them. I was like, oh, the kids are talking. I'm gonna go get some more. To drink or whatever. <laughs> it was it was weird to be watching Arthur like at it was dark and I was watching Arthur and I was drinking a beer and that felt yeah, weird. That felt really wrong. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I had just I like had just come from the hideout where I played a show, you know, and had some beers, made myself a little cocktail to sit down and watch Arthur after unloading all my drum equipment. Yeah, it felt weird. Like my brain was like, "I need to." You can't. Uh, you can't swerve this hard. Yeah. Like I had heard the guy, like the neighbors arguing next door. Yeah, that you shouldn't. That I tweeted about. I I I kept finding myself like thinking about like what does the what do the neighbors in this building think? Because I know they can hear our TV. It's one in the morning, and I'm watching Arthur, and there's no okay, mistaking like- it. Sure, but okay, but like it's just one of those things where people in this world are so strange that that's yeah. not the sort of thing I'd spend a lot of time on. Where it's like, huh, it's one a.m. and my neighbors are watching Arthur. That's weird. Yeah, I wonder if they're watching someone's kid and they woke up in the middle of the night. Like I wouldn't. I yeah. would. I just like. Hmm. I would maybe spend the two seconds creating a story of what happened and then yeah, just yeah. move forward with my day. Like <laughs> maybe they have a podcast where they <laughs> have to watch with their friends, make them watch without any save and then and they just do it whenever the fuck they have some time um did you ever have such bad experiences with picture day not especially i mean i don't like having my picture taken generally but i don't know sorry (laughs) sorry 
<laughs> the fact that most of these photos are terrible is a reflection on the person, not on, I mean, on the photographer, not on the kids. Well, yeah, of course. Who's letting these kids come in like that? Um, a lot of people in my like seventh grade class, you could choose the pose. So the, what well, they, so, okay. A, phot- a photography company came in and they mm-hmm. had expectations that the school was going to send out this form to the parents. But instead, what happened is the kids got the form the same day as picture day and had to fill out the form themselves without any parental input. And it was stuff like, what color is the background going to be? Like, what kind of props or whatever are going to be in there? And then what pose are you doing? And then they had, like, boys' poses and girls' poses. And a bunch of people in my seventh grade class, a bunch of boys, uh, thought it would be really funny to pick the girls' poses. And they let my class do it before catching on so all of ours and only ours are these really really bizarre effeminate poses (laughs) and then the photographers like learned that they were working with fucking kids and like course corrected right after our class so nobody else got to do the joke uh, and I really want to pull up the photo of me like holding my head in my hands with like a slight Uh, like like slightly cocked to the side, like I'm in, uh, like I'm uh, a, a, a chorus member in Greece or something. Uh, an iconic pose that I make all the time, and that is one of the two stock poses when I go to take a photo of a friend. Uh, <laughs> she'll do it a little bit differently, but it is still like the, the first thing she will do is like that, and I'm like, hold on, okay, okay. She has that, and she has her hot girl pose, and those are the two things where I'm like, here, what? You and then have, she'll be like, let me get both. ready like that. You gotta have both. But yeah, I just can't imagine like being a photographer working something like this and then a kid comes in just covered in dirt and you're just like, do you want to clean up? Instead of just being like, oh, fuck, I don't care anymore. I mean, I guess maybe yeah, I could be that burned that's out. That's how I would feel. What is? I don't, I don't think if you're a what, what, photographer what? for this kind of thing, you're that connected to the passion of the craft anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. But you're if still you just were. like, I, I just feel like on the base level, you could be like, hey, don't mess up your hair like that. <laughs> like, yeah. But again, maybe you're just completely exhausted by the time it comes around. Um, and so, you I, know, I, w- friends- I would probably be worried about it for the sake of the, the parent being like, hey, how did you let this happen? Yeah, that's kind of where I'm just like, ah. But, you know, it makes for good conflict, I guess. And Francine decides that she loves kickball more than she likes having a perm. It's like, <laughs> who amongst us? <laughs> you ask any of us to make that choice. Yeah. Everyone picks kickball except for Matt and I, who I think would love to have luxurious <laughs> girls. <laughs> you imagine matching oh. with a perm? <laughs> I, I kind of feel like get you a girl who can do both. Like, I feel like that honestly, goes against perm could, physics. Maybe, but but I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm out here simping for any girl with pre- prehensile hair, like. If you're, you, like if this you're, is actually a true thing of you. This is not the first time this has come up. What prehensile hair? Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Like, it's a if, thing if for I, you. If I met a girl and she could grab things with her hair and move it around. If you met Medusa I'd, of the Inhumans. Sure, anybody, as long as they're an adult. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, you know what's funny is I didn't question that at all until you yeah. said it. I only said it because because <laughs> I get why because we're talking about Arthur, but also like, she doesn't have prehensile <laughs> hair. No. Yes, she does in a little dream sequence. Oh, she I forgot somebody, about that. Sorry. You're right. She moves somebody off the Yeah, I'm not I'm it's not apropos of nothing. She's a little dream sequence where she's got like long flowing hair and she uses it to like move someone out of the way during kickball. Okay, yeah. I was thinking when she played kickball at the end, so that's where I was like, what does prehensile hair have to do with this? Mm-hmm. But yes. Um Yeah, and then she gets her photo taken and Muffy's like, That's gonna be terrible. And then Arthur's like, I love it. And there you go. That's that. Is there anything else anyone <laughs> wants to add to the hair episode? Be yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. The, I feel like the do. lesson of most kids shows is be yourself. Yeah. And get mercilessly roasted. Just nailed listen, to the wall every day. Listen, be yourself, okay? You know, like, just be unabashedly yourself. Like, it's bullshit. You got to navigate this personal minefield. You just got to unapologetically be yourself. Mm-hmm. Fucking open up a can of whoop ass and people who say otherwise. Yeah. Get mad at the people who are throwing away your bed frame. I don't know what the argument was that was happening in my apartment Friday night <laughs> but, or next door, but that was what the end of it was wow. where somebody was talking about people throwing away his bed frame. Yeah, Everything else you'd said that, that I said. I'd say be yourself and also importantly, learn to fight early. 
ah, uh, Matt having a child and training them in combat. I mean, like, no, you gotta <laughs> train to combat, gotta learn, but you gotta like, be able to throw. Like, down. maybe don't think that throwing a punch is like the last thing that you should do. Do you only really have to do it once, and then nobody fucks with you ever again? That's my advice to all kids uh, out there. Yeah, you got to treat school like it's prison, and you just got to find somebody <laughs> bigger than you and immediately fuck them up day one. Let them know you're not taking any shit. Yeah, but you can do it. But you can do it just verbally, like if you just want to. Yeah, if you if you don't like, fuck them up. let's say you play violin or something, and you don't want to like hurt your hand, and you and you want to be able to practice for the next couple of days. You can bring up someone's pill addiction. Like you'd be like, "Oh, your parents have a pill addiction or whatever." You can do that. You know, you can just bully. <laughs> Create some deep-seated insecurities that will last them a lifetime and yeah. really establish that you are not to be fucked with. That's what yeah, Arthur's yeah. about, right? Yeah. You, you've got the higher status because your parents are still together. Right, exactly. And, and the other kids' parents Even if they shouldn't be. You know? Yeah. Still higher status. We should write a kid's show. We should. <laughs> that's actually where this and is not going. Not even like it's like, mm, wow, that's this where is this actually podcast for adults. Is going. The, yeah, the, the the end result of this podcast is us uh, getting an HBO Max uh, children's television show. Yeah, in the middle, it's thing? not Does a word exist? from kids. It's like a word from Steven Seagal or something. <laughs> hey, kids, it's me, Steven Seagal. I'm coming to you from Moscow because of tax issues, but I'm a, <laughs> a man of the world, global citizen. I don't know if my microphone is picking any. It is. It's funny. No, no, I'm getting it. Yeah. Okay. I was you know worried. What? I never realized the similar the similarities between Steven Seagal and Mark from uh, Norton Furniture commercials. <laughs> hey kids, like, <laughs> my name is Mark. You can't get credit from me. You, you can't, can't get, get credit, credit anyway. Anyway, <laughs> are those, those the are universal are... sign of? Those are regional, right? That's not like yeah, yeah, yeah. those are regional. Yeah, like, only yeah. the universal sign that I <laughs> stayed up too late. This is yeah. about I'm knowing you can't get if I. So is anybody going to understand this aside from us who listens? Uh, who knows? Um, people mean, love people. If I've learned something uh, from the podcast I listen to, people love it when they do talk about the very regional things from any area, like you know the ambulance chasers. Yeah, yeah. You know, normally it's New York, but we can hold down for Northeastern Ohio and our weird, creepy, ponytailed <laughs> furniture salesman who said, again, I cannot stress this enough. If you can't get credit from me, you can't get credit anywhere. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look this. You got to look this guy up. It, he's it, it's really a sight to behold. It fe- even if you watch it during the day, it feels like being up really late. Yeah, if you if you if you don't know what we're talking about, please Google Norton Furniture ads. There are a few really good guys, ones. Generally, guys, something jumps out at him from behind a couch guys, in a costume. What's guys, guys, yes, guys, 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 guys. Do you know the name? So it's Mark from Norton Furniture. His name isn't Mark Norton. Guys, that makes sense. Guys, do you know what his name is? Mark. Mark Brown. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Connect the dots! <laughs> hey, Arthur. You can't get credit from me. <laughs> you imagine at the end of Arthur, he just became this guy instead? Also, he has a Wikipedia page. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I, okay, so he's like... This This guy is like known for unusual late-night television commercials. So it, seem, he it seems like this in was the a 20... meme at some point. He appeared in the 2010 yeah. video to keep LeBron. That's what drove him oh away. Oh, my God. <laughs> to announce the quesalupa, Taco Bell featured Mark Brown in a regional Super Bowl 50 commercial. Imagine being the guy who's in charge of, of like, making the regional Taco Bell ads during the Super Bowl. I would be how honored. Many, yeah. Like, how many regions do you have? Like, do, do you just have, like, do you just have, like, correspondence everywhere to be like, this is the thing that these people get? Like, nobody, nobody know. like, there's not one person who's able to reference. travel and eat in each region to understand it. I get, Spend you time. Could do you have research to live on this. in a house full of people from the region. Yeah, you drive around the country, you stay in motels, and you stay up way too late watching TNT or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds like a terrible and You just, like, job. smoke weed and get really drunk and then go eat Taco Bell in whatever region. And if you don't eat Taco Bell... Uh, you go get like a Chicago yeah, style, and then hot you dog. watch, and then you watch South Park on Comedy Central yes. at one a.m. Yes, 
You can count on it. Uh, so um, Buster's got a big mouth. Yeah. And uh, I appreciate that. It's ironic because there's that guy with the big mouth that kept not realizing what was different about Arthur. Oh, yeah, the guy with the actual big mouth. I don't know his fucking Oh, the physically big mouth. I was like, I don't yeah, know. What this the really means. fucked up looking dude. What's I, he yeah, supposed what's, to be? What's, Is his, he like a frog? what's his deal? Uh, boy, I don't know which character's name it is, so that doesn't help me. You know what? You know what? Do you know what? Ian? He's a bulldog. I have a, I have a game. No, I have a game. Oh, okay. I <laughs> uh, no, that was me guessing. Sorry, I didn't. Oh, okay. Right, I was I just like, I don't know. He's we'll a bulldog. Do we'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Yeah, um, I enjoyed the joke in here where uh, they just recount or they're figuring out. They're like, you know, like, oh man, I didn't tell you all these things, and he's like, man, we have a lot of surprise parties. And then just like every now and then they would keep listing things and be like, why do we have so many surprise parties? Because as a child, I was really led to believe that I would be having significantly more surprise parties in my life than I actually yeah. did. I, I know. Really glad to I've, have not have had. One. I was about to say, I feel like Matt and I are both. Thank God there aren't too many surprise parties. And Steven yeah. is like, it's a bummer to me every time I'm not hiding behind a couch <laughs> when my friends come into their apartment. I, I think I want to. Yeah, I would like a, a surprise party every week or more. God. <laughs> if I don't want to be I, I, surprised I, 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 by anything. If I if I came home like with the intention to do something and then there was suddenly a party at my house, I would make everybody leave. I like the very specific surprise of person you didn't know is coming to the thing. Yes, that's fine. But you're going to a thing? Yeah. The idea of walking into my apartment and there being a ton of people here. They just like come out and say surprise. I would punch somebody by accident. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would punch somebody on purpose. <laughs> Who do you fucking think you are? I'm trying to figure out which of my friends would be funniest to body slam. <laughs> it's always Travis. <laughs> it's funnier actually with Alex because she's smaller. But then, she, but she would die. Yeah, that's the fear. But yeah, it's just like surprise, and then you just like pick up Alex and throw her at somebody. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, Arthur tells Buster a bunch of lies, and Funny so thing that to do. Our, yeah, and then Buster tells people. The lies, and then Arthur's like, "I told you the lies on reason." And then Buster's just like, "Listen, I may have a big mouth, but I'm honest." <laughs> Which reminds me of a scene in the film The Rocketeer where they learn, where the mob learns that the guy they're working for are Nazis, and they're like, "Listen, I may not make an honest dollar, but I'm an American at least." <laughs> and then they all turn on the Nazis. Do we? Well, yeah. So, um, Buster and. Arthur come to terms with the fact that Arthur, that, you know, they're, they're best friends still. Uh, they don't have to tell each other everything, which is a nice message. Um, it is another time, though, if you have to accept yourself, the message of most things for children. Yep. Accept yourself. Be yourself. Learn to fight early. Accept yourself. Uh, <laughs> learn to fight early is just such a good message. <laughs> it's just... Don't sleep on It just rocks. Does <laughs> so anyone have anything else they want to say about the Blabbermouth episode? Uh, um. So then they go to the in the finale, the finale finale. They get all grown up, which is disorienting because, of course, that was the spinoff Rugrats show. Yeah, I love that. That's what they did. They were just like, "Fuck! How much longer can we make them babies?" Like that was the you know like that's the thing with this show is you watch the first episode of Arthur and you're like, these are children, and it's very clearly like nineteen you know ninety six or whatever. And then you watch the last episode of Arthur, or, you know, the, I guess it's the part one of the finale, and uh, one of the kids is taking photos on an iPad, and I'm yeah. like, these poor immortal children. Yeah. But the finale shows them breaking the curse of their immortality, the only way any of us can do anything uh, in America. That's right, going to the public library. Correct. And talking to some kind of supernatural object. Yeah, they find a thing from a John Carpenter movie in the basement. Yeah. Uh, and they play the game, and it tells them all their futures, and it's just like, you're going to be a businessman, or a teacher, or a public servant. No joke, if and I they asked a supernatural versions. entity what my future was, and they said I was going to be a businessman, I would kill myself. What if they told you that you weren't going to be a businessman, you were going <laughs> to be a business <laughs> man? <laughs> what if it told you that? Then that would be cool. <laughs> A, a, a time, a machine that tells you the future, but only in Jay Z lyrics. 
supernatural Jay-Z uh, game that you find in the basement of a public library seems like a movie from like 2002. That went straight. You're like, this is, how is this? This is, was this straight to DVD? And they're like, no, it actually just went only on VHS. They didn't yeah. even bother with the DVD. It's just like it, the kind of thing that gets buried in the background of a successful person's career, similar to Austin Powers and Goldmember, where like, I have to think about every day. Beyonce is going to be so mad that. that she was in Austin <laughs> Powers. Beyonce was in that. It's wild. She's not good in that either is the other thing, too. Like, no, she's not an actor. Uh, there's, I would say... Yeah, she's well, especially yeah, not I a guess. comedy actor. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I'm playing against Mike Myers, who, like, it, he's a great comedy actor, but he doesn't give other people much. Like, he just kind of does the thing in the room. Should say him! I'm, I'm a little... Terrible, uh, dude. God. I now need to... What is her, her... She does have an incredible partner in that film that's cut out. It's only in one photo, and I think maybe they say his name. And I gotta get what... Uh, Billy D. Williams was cut from Austin Powers... There's like one photo wow. of him. His character is Lincoln Town Car. That was the part. That was the <laughs> uh, partner of Foxy Cleopatra. Wow. That's what I was looking for. So, so like first name Lincoln, last name Town Car. Yes, that's <laughs> incredible. Uh, anyways, um, <laughs> the so yeah, they actually s- they see their futures. Yes, and then they we and then they go flash forward. Well, first we get Mark Brown, the creator of Arthur, appearing for a second to be like. Oh, hey, guys. Arthur, are you sure you don't want this book about drawing? It might inspire you. It was freaky. He looked too much like a human. He did look too yeah. humanoid. <laughs> it was It was also the thing where I'm like, oh, this must be the creator because he's telling him to draw and is supposed to look like a real person. Did not, did not like seeing this guy. Lance Armstrong, Arthur. I guess I didn't see what they look like. Oh my God! Don't Google Lance Armstrong, <laughs> Arthur. Oh no! Oh, it's awful. Oh God! <laughs> it's he looks like Voldemort. He doesn't have a nose. Oh my God! He has bunny ears coming out of his hair. It's fucked. He's way too muscular. Oh, I hate this, this guy. Is definitely juicing. It's crazy how much they made him look like he he's he's on the stuff. It really, he, that man is juiced. The Matt Damon, every time they do a guest, a oh, celebrity Matt guest, Damon. Arc, the Matt Damon one is worse. <laughs> Did you guys see the Backstreet Boys? I, I just, I need you guys I, to see the Backstreet Boys on Arthur. <laughs> uh, oh, the facial hair. This is, it's better than some of the others because they haven't given them too much muscle definition, but right. all of the beards yeah. are terrible. It's firmly, like, they're firmly on the animation side of the Uncanny Valley to the point where it's not, like, bothering me. Yeah. As opposed to Mark Matt Brown, Damon. who is... Oh, yeah. Matt, I mean, or Matt Damon, who is firmly, like, in the Uncanny Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I would not like to go down there. They all, yeah, like, they, like, I'm looking at the Philip Seymour Hoffman one now, and they definitely made him more cartoony, which works. Yeah. Anytime yeah. they tried to... Really, you know what it is? Anytime they tried to draw a guy who could be considered hot, they had to add muscles or something like that, and that's where it's fucked. Dude, oh, they boys. performed the song I Want It That Way like in the style of the music video but animated on the show. They really didn't know what to do that week, I guess. They were just like, yeah. fuck it. Just do the full ep- the full, the, the full song. But yeah, so Arthur becomes a graphic novelist. Uh, yep. He is wearing a shirt with his friend's face on it and a short sleeve hoodie. It yep. is one of the worst fits I've ever seen. His hair looks bad. His facial hair looks He's got- bad. He's got seven whiskers on his chin. Yeah. We all either had this phase or thought about having this phase of just dressing like shit on purpose. I don't know. I'm assuming this is just how Mark Brown uh, chose to present for some period of time. He's just like, listen, this kid's 20-something, I guess, now. 30? I don't really know. (laughs) How how mean can we draw him? He's I I hate 20-somethings. DW's a cop. Yeah. Francine uh, worked for Nike, I guess. Uh, Muffy's getting a... Um, she's running for mayor. Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, got, she's got a great lesbian haircut. Right. Francine's the one with the lesbian haircut. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no offense to any lesbians out there. I'm really sorry, but I also thought that. 
I was like, oh, here's a queer coded character. Yeah. It's super queer coded. Like. Uh, and Buster is a teacher. Uh, their friend runs the ice cream shop that they all hang out at now or cafe or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. That seems cool. Yeah. Pops. Uh, yeah, this is a lot like this is a lot like Riverdale in that like after the uh, time skip. It's like how do we? Yeah, like, how do we keep them all in town? Like, yeah. oh, they're teachers. I, I one of them's the I mayor. Seeing, Jughead's a teacher. I'm seeing those tweets about like Riverdale ending about KJ Appa cutting his hair, and I am I. It's like I'm moving the doomsday clock like five minutes to midnight, just knowing soon I will have to talk about Riverdale on this podcast. <laughs> like it's just like every couple of days i see another one of those and i was like it's there on the horizon i have a little bit time Uh, after because i imagine you guys will have to catch up or something like that yeah well okay so i'm so i'm i'm currently seven episodes behind jesus um which is the end of the second to last season there's probably gonna be fucking 20 ass episodes in the last season yeah Um, every one of them is gonna be terrible Every one of them is going to be the fucking worst thing that has ever been on TV. Yeah, and, I'm going to watch them all. Uh, it's not going to end until like May, yeah. June 2020, like June, July 2023. So you've got so much yeah, time. you got a while. Thank God. Will still, we be alive Five minutes July to midnight. 2023? Are they still doing that, the Doomsday Clock? Uh, they bring it out every now and then, and they're like literally like hamming it up, where they're like five seconds to midnight. And you're like, "Fuck off!" <laughs> it's so funny. Did, like people took that seriously at one point. Fuck, is that the end of Arthur? Did we have anything else to say? We have so little to say about the actual show, but yeah. so much to say about the horrifying guest stars. Well, shit. Yeah, I mean, it, that's Arthur, and it's my pick next week. Yeah, uh, and Matt will not be here, but Travis will be back. So, um. I think it's time for us to get some a taste of that northern life because you know Travis. When now that he's going to be living in Seattle, was talking about how easy it's going to be for him to go to Alaska, and so I think it's important for him to to get a, a taste of that. That's not just uh, uh, Kelly Pickler. I think it's time for us to get some northern exposure therapy. You know, you feel me? That's right. I We're going to be watching Northern Exposure. That's a great pick, Stephen. You want to tell me everything you know about Northern Exposure? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just going to go, no. I really, the energy that you were about to give me was, no. Nah. Yeah, no, yeah, no. You were going to hold hostage your game, hold hostage to the 30 seconds until we played the game. Steven as the Riddler. Uh, Steven, tell me everything you know about Northern Exposure starting now. Uh, Northern Exposure is a comedy show that takes place in probably Canada. Um, it's uh, the uh, long-awaited comedy. Re- it's like a sitcom, and it, it caused everyone to reevaluate David Schwimmer. Uh, there, uh, so there's a lot of like people who used to be very like respected who who come back now. Like, um, and that's time. Uh, I have Jim, no Jim idea Belushi what Stephen is talking is about. On there, uh, that's time. What are we you talking got... about here? What is he talking about? <laughs> I don't fucking know what this show okay, is. So that's fine. Oh, okay, I just, okay, okay. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I thought, I thought you, were you were describing something. something. That, yeah, I did the same. Because you were like, also what like, like close enough on like, I don't know. It sounded like you were headed in a direction that you you knew what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It was great. I just was really like, what is he ta- What is he referencing that I don't know this of? It was really, really, David Schwimmer so comes I, back. I was like, I what is what? I don't know. Well, because he's because so much better at improv than us is what it is. When people know the show, they'll they're like they're like, oh hey, this actor's in it. It was made by this producer after they did this show. I don't fucking know. It sounds like it takes place in Canada, and it's probably a, a it's probably a comedy based on the title. I have never heard of it. It's in a. It's in Alaska, and it was created okay. by the people who created Saint Elsewhere. So expect a fun episode to watch and talk about. <laughs> but yeah, that's. Do you like it? That's what we're going to be no. talking about next week. Thank Are you for weeks? listening to us vaguely talk about Arthur this week. You can you know rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, do that whole spiel. Thanks as always to Matt for producing this, and Stephen, can you bring us home via your game? <laughs> sure, I can. Uh, I had quotes, but sure, I'll do my game. All right, so if you click on... Timmy and Tommy Tibble, these look like gophers. 
<laughs> Lightning round this. Come on, Matt. Gerbils. They're bears. Sorry. <laughs> Clearly bears. Uh, Francine. Francine is a monkey. Francine, Francine is a monkey. That is a... Uh, yeah, my F is broken. Um, uh, Joshua Redman. Who is... What kind of animal is Joshua Redman? Um... Maybe a dog. Ian. 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 All right. <laughs> uh, Joshua Redman is a uh, cougar. <laughs> a cougar. <laughs> Tom. Tom is an, what kind of is an anteater. <laughs> Ian's probably not going to log back on no. because <laughs> there's no point in this. Tom is a taper. Tom oh, taper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a bit. I see. Uh, what kind of animal is Doctor Iris? If Doctor Iris is not a cat, then I I can't keep playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Iris is officially a fox. Oh my god, that's a fox. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> Blinky Barnes. What kind bulldog. Of we Blinky we Barnes. said that already. Yeah, it's a, it's a bulldog. Right. <laughs> what about Matt Damon? <laughs> Why did they what make his, his jawline so chiseled? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of animal is Matt Damon? <laughs> uh, fuck, is he a bear? He's a bear. Okay. You got it right. Okay. <laughs> Congratulations. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Matt Damon, officially a bear, according to Arthur. <laughs> Wonderful job. Uh, also, <laughs> if you want to use it, which you probably don't. Um, yeah, none of these are funny at all, huh? <laughs> That's going to be that. <laughs>